Welcome to the Daily Tour Podcast, brought to you by the Fredcast Cycling Podcast, Bicycle.net, and Fredcast Tours. This daily summary of the 2008 Amgen Tour of California will be presented soon after the conclusion of each day's racing so that you can stay up to date on this important annual cycling event. The Daily Tour is sponsored by Fredcast Tours. Fredcast Tours is the perfect companion to the Fredcast Cycling Podcast and this Daily Tour summary. This year, we'll be riding from Salzburg, Austria to Venice, Italy, climbing the Dolomites and traversing some of the famous Giro d'Italia routes. The trip takes place June 25th through July 4th, 2008. Come along with us, take in the scenery, taste the local delicacies, become steeped in the cultures, but most of all, enjoy the ride. Visit www.fredcasttours.com for more information. And now, today's daily tour podcast, presented by the Fredcast, powered by the resources of Bicycle.net, and brought to you by Fredcast Tours. Welcome back to our week-long coverage of the 2008 Amgen Tour of California. This is David Bernstein from the Fredcast Cycling Podcast, and a big thank you to Bicycle.net for their resources powering this podcast every single day of this year's Tour of California. Well, today is Monday, February the 18th. It's President's Day holiday here in the United States, and that led to big crowds out there on today's course as the riders went from Sausalito, California, right across the bay from San Francisco, up to Santa Rosa, the home of Levi Leipheimer, the champion of the 2007 Amgen Tour of California. But before we get to the coverage of today's race, we've got a lot to get to. But first of all, let's talk just a little bit about today's Stage 1. Once again, we started this morning at 11 o'clock local time in Sausalito, California, with three neutral start laps of 7.7 miles total. Now, if you're not familiar with this, simply what that means is it's a chance for the riders to start shake out their legs, have an easy couple of laps around town, give the folks there in Sausalito the chance to see the professional Peloton from all over the world before they start their race out on Highway 1. Following that, there were three intermediate sprints, one at the Point Reyes station, and that was after having ridden 27.4 miles. A second sprint at Tomales at 44.3 miles into the race, and a third sprint at Bodega Bay, 59.3 miles into the race. Then just down the road at Coleman Valley Road is the Cat 3 climb of 827 foot elevation at 64 miles into the race. From there, a couple of rollers and then it's downhill into Santa Rosa for three finishing laps. And at that point, everybody will be looking at that finish line because everybody remembers what happened there last year when a rider hit one of those bots dots as they're called one of those raised reflectors in the road bringing down a sizable number of the riders in the peloton including race leader levi leipheimer and it was at that point that the race commissaires last year decided to alter the rules neutralize the finish and give everyone the same finishing time no doubt people are going to be looking very carefully at those bot stats as they head into Santa Rosa today. 
Now, again, going into today's race in our Golden Leaders jersey in the Amgen Tour of California, it's Fabian Consolara coming off his really blistering time in yesterday's individual time trial prologue. We'll see whether or not Consolara can hold on to that jersey today as we get into stage one of the Amgen Tour of California. Before we get into today's stage action, however, we did have a chance to talk to a couple of people at the start line in Sausalito, some people that we think that you will find very interesting, starting with racer Yvonne Dominguez from the Toyota United cycling team. And of course, the first thing we wanted to know was, what did he think of yesterday's prologue? Uh, for me, it's, uh, I mean, I, back 10 years ago, I used to do good in those kind of races, uh, not anymore. So for me now, it's... Uh, trying to go a little bit hard and open my legs for the next day like today so i mean i did i don't want to go too hard but at the same time i don't want to go too easy so yeah it's, it's good it's good it's good course but uh, i was more thinking about today than just the race so now of course despite the fact that he wanted to save his legs for today's race we thought that he wrote a pretty good time trial here's what he had to say about that yeah yeah i mean i wrote pretty well um I was having some problems soon I passed it under the bridge. Uh, I cannot get more than 53 kilometers an hour. But, uh, you know, at one point I was like, you know what, this is okay. I don't need to kill myself. Uh, this is good to open the leg. So, yeah. As you probably know, Yvonne Dominguez won stage seven of last year's Amgen Tour of California. So the question is, Yvonne, which stages suit you? and your team well a lot of people are expecting a stage win uh, it's going to be hard we saw this uh, uh it's only i think it's only three guys missing here is uh petaki robbie and <laughs> and i don't know those two guys oh and tohu Shard. so it's a lot of sprinter here uh but like days like today um well we have to climb uh 40ks to go but i mean I have few guys are gonna say with me something happened, but uh, like today, um, the station then uh, is in Valencia, Santa Clarita. Uh, yeah, and I think it's one more stage. Uh, other than that, it's gonna be you know try to be in the group and try to make the time. It's only three stages for the sprinter, so it's only three stages for the sprinter, and there's like 40 sprinters here. So I don't know how, how we're gonna do that. <laughs> Well, next, we had the great opportunity to speak with Bob Stapleton. Now, you may remember that Bob was the team manager of the T-Mobile team. That team lost T-Mobile as a sponsor at the end of last season. Bob is now the owner of the new Team High Road. We had a chance to catch up with Bob today just before the start of Stage 1. We asked him, Bob, how is it that you choose your roster for a race like this? Well, you know, everybody wants to race here. So we had a great situation. We had all the athletes in California. They all wanted to participate, and we just kind of went through and looked at who had the best form, uh, who fit the course, and who we thought could work best together for the, for the, you know, the entire race. We want to be exciting every day, be in it every day. So we, luxu- we had the luxury of having lots of talent to pick from. And today is going to be, I think, a very exciting day. We'll be very active in the, in the racing. We've got, uh, you know, Cavendish this is within a few time bonuses of taking the jersey. He's obviously a really good sprinter. Uh, we've got some guys that could go in breaks, that if they let them go, they can win. So we're, we're kind of ready for anything today. Chilek came second last year. Would he get an opportunity as well? I know those guys oh, yeah. are both kind of no, equal. I mean, Chilek is, uh, is, is in good form, and he's a, a, exceptional. So he, he's going to definitely get his chances. Um, and we just have to see how it plays out if... Uh, if he can get away or if, if he's better at the end of the after the climb, if he's stronger, feeling better, then it's going to be his time to run with the ball. So 
So I think we're gonna, that's going to sort itself out kind of how the, during the race itself, both tactically and how the riders really feel when, it come, when they get over that last climb. And I think when you hear how today's stage played out, some of those names you've just heard, I think Bob was just a bit prophetic in his predictions. But then finally, we asked him one critical question. With all of the doping problems that have gone on in cycling over the last few years, what does he think about the fact that so many of the people on the podium yesterday came from teams that had very strong anti-doping policies? And how does he feel that that will affect cycling on a go-forward basis? Well, I think, I think uh, uniform testing across the entire sport is what we need. And that we've got teams that have strong anti-doping policies doing well is clearly a good sign. I think we just need to make that uniform across the whole peloton, and then you've got a very a very level playing field and something people have confidence in. And that's you know that's what I hope happens this season. Strong words and strong support for the anti-doping stance that his team and others have taken from a man who is seen now as a leader in the anti-doping cause. Just go to the Team High Road website and you will see right there in their mission statement at highroadsports.com their firm anti-doping policies. Kudos to Bob Stapleton and to High Road for their anti-doping stance and for being leaders and innovators in this very important fight. Well, speaking of a leader and an innovator, we also had a chance to speak with a leader and innovator in, well, in mountain biking and in cycling in general. We had a chance to talk to Mr. Tom Ritchie at the start line today in Sausalito. Tom is certainly no stranger to this area of Northern California, and we asked him what he thought about the 2008 Amgen Tour of California. Well, you know, it can't really get a whole lot better than this. We've got... You know, wonderful participation from all over the world and a lot of uh, investment in the in the sport in the United States. And and the whole clean aspect of the tour is is a great, um, great way to, you know, differentiate what's going on here and start with, um, you know, real high standards. So I, you know, I hope that it it uh, it really sets a sets a precedence and, you know, teams feel it's a good thing for them and they keep coming back and you can't ask for more enthusiasm from the public california is a cycling state and it's a 365 day a year type cycling state and it's my backyard and it's a tremendous amount of (laughs) tremendous amount of opportunity to to uh to continue to build cycling and build it as a venue I don't know. It couldn't happen. I mean, yesterday the start of of uh, the the prologue was a stone's throw from where I built my first frame. So couldn't get any better than that. Now, over the years, Tom Ritchie, of course, has seen a lot of changes in cycling, from building his first frames all the way to 2008. We wanted to know from him what he thought about the family aspect of the sport, the number of families that showed up along the course yesterday and today, and also what his thoughts were about the fact that those guys on the podium were from those teams that have such strong anti-doping stances. It's, you know, this cycling gets rebirth all the time. And one of the fun things about, about watching the sport for the last 37 years, being involved with racing since I was 14, is how many different evolutions it goes through. And, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take, you know, the sport... 
humbling itself and going back to its roots. And, you know, mountain bike did, did that for the sport years ago. And, and now we're in another kind of phase of that. And um, families, you know, just, you know, from CEOs to average people wanting to, wanting to become cyclists, it's, it's reinventing itself. And there's just a lot of, a, a lot of goodwill. Maybe it'll take maybe it'll take a U.S. kind of uh, initiative to uh, to help the health of the sport globally. Just like you know, 25 years ago, mountain biking helped the uh, sport. And of course, how can you talk to Tom Ritchie without asking him? Well, what can we expect to see you releasing over the next few months and years? And while his answer is short on specifics, I think you'll find it interesting to hear who tests all those Ritchie products and how many miles Tom puts on his own bikes. You know, just uh, just a, a good, solid uh, offering that uh, is well tested and uh, authentic. Um, I'm I'm uh, the number one crash test dummy for the company. So, you know, everything that goes out there and is ridden by pro teams is 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 uh, something that I personally ride and I put on about ten thousand miles a year. So. As long as I'm healthy and as, and as long as I continue to have a good company that runs efficiently and I can continue to, to commit myself to that kind of, uh, of, uh, of riding and racing that I like to do, um, I think the product will continue to be as good as it can be. Well, finally, in the last few moments before the race began today in Sausalito, we spied a familiar face, someone who we expected to see at the start line, but who unfortunately was unable to be there this year. We had a chance to talk to Tyler Hamilton from Rock Racing and get a little bit of an insight into Tyler's feelings about being excluded from this year's 2008 Amgen Tour of California. Ty, so what's your plans for today, man? What are you going to be doing? Uh, yeah, I'm just going to train uh, train along the course. going to leave, hopefully, if, if, I, if I find my bike, yeah, train the, leave a little bit ahead of time and do the course. Uh, you know, I hope to be racing. I'll be doing this next year, so might as well uh, preview the courses ahead of time. So, uh, yeah, our plan is to stay here all week and train, support the team. Uh, you know, we're down to we're down to five guys, and Michael Creed is uh, really, really sick. Was up all night uh, throwing up, so we might be down to four guys possibly in, after the first hour. I don't know. But, you know, it might, so he's going to take the start, but we'll see. I heard him say to uh, Mr. Ball, if he can get over that first climb, he thinks he'll be okay. Um, you guys are going to pro- obviously give him all the support that he could possibly require. Yeah, and basically he's a free pass today just to you know, do nothing as, for, as far as team support and just try to try to get to the finish line within the time cut. Uh, how do you see your, your team's tactics being affected with the shortened roster? Oh, yeah, we're, I mean, we're really limited. Um, you know, just less guys to help out our, our team leaders. Um, but now, really, the focus is on stage wins. You know, with uh, with Botero, Sevilla, and myself, we had three GC guys who uh, were all riding, I'd say, pretty well, and uh, all had a shot at being the top ten, top five. And uh, really, that's 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 no longer a goal of ours for the GC. So, at least you can streamline your effort to like just trying to help out Freddie and Mario. Uh, Mario. And who gets the lead out today, Rodriguez or Cipollini? Um, you know, that's going to kind of be a call on the road to see uh, how they're both feeling. Um, uh, you know, we're going to ba- basically race with four guys today, minus, you know, Creed will just be uh, just hanging on. So they only have two, ma- two teammates in support. So really it's best is just to stay in the front. You know, the other, the other two guys help them stay in the front and then uh, try to follow one of the trains. 
Tyler, you mentioned racing this race next year. That kind of telegraphs that you're committed to the Rock program and being a member of this team for the foreseeable future? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I'm here for a long time. Yeah, I'm not going away. Our next significant race that I know of is uh, uh, Redlands. Redlands, yeah. And then Tour Georgia. Do you feel, feel that there'll be a problem uh, gaining entry into the Tour of Georgia with the same organizer, AEG? No. Mike, did you say you were so they still owe me an explanation. Are you the only yeah, one absolutely. They do. To my face, and then I need to see some some real hard evidence. So I've yet to see that. Say they have a supposed letter uh, from the UCI saying that we are, you know, under an open investigation, and they have yet to show that to us. You know, I mean, they claim that, uh, you know, almost 48 hours ago, and they have yet to come up with that document. Yesterday, and you, uh, you know, we're owed that document. You know, because. Two days before, there was a letter from the USAI saying we're free to race from Pat McQuaid. So tell him I want that document if you see him. So Tyler Hamilton with his predictions for today's race. And also, well, you can tell he's just a little bit angry. And you can understand that for having been excluded from the 2008 Amgen Tour of California. Well, we've previewed the stage. We've talked to a number of people at the start line. They've all given us their predictions. What was it that happened in today's stage one of the Amgen Tour of California? Today started in Sausalito with a couple of neutral laps, and then it was pretty easy riding from there. But then, at around mile 17, Jackson Stewart from Team BMC took off, and everyone expected that either he would get reeled in quickly, or he would have a number of compatriots joining him in the break. And that simply didn't happen. Instead, Stewart took off, rocketed away from the peloton, at one point extending his lead to over 13 minutes, grabbing the sprint points at every single intermediate sprint. Out of all three of them, he got the first place points, and he got the king of the mountain points. At one point, he was the virtual yellow jersey on the race course. But within, with Santa Rosa in sight, and just before beginning those final finishing circuits around Levi Leipheimer's hometown, Stewart was reeled in. And you could see that he knew that this was going to happen because he started to take on food and water bottles for his teammates so that when he was reeled in, he would be able to act as domestique and provide all of them with the nutrition that they were going to need in order to come into that finishing sprint area and set themselves up for the win. Well, charging forward, trying to catch up to Stewart, were two teams that had their sights on victory today. Team Slipstream Chipotle had Danny Pate out in front, setting the pace along with the teammates from Team Quickstep. They seemed to be setting up someone from Quickstep, would it be Tom Bonin or would it be world champion Paolo Bettini? Also in that group, charging toward the finish line in the final finishing lap, there was Fabian Consolara in the golden leader's jersey of the Amgen Tour of California. He was charging hard with his fellow CSE teammates, and in the end, he provided lead-out for the winner of today's stage, J.J. Hayato, repeating a stage win here in Santa Rosa. You may recall that J.J. won the stage here in Santa Rosa in 2006. He's now got five stage wins in the Amgen Tour of California, more than anyone else ever in the history of this event. Now, his teammate Fabian Consolara raising his arms before 
Even he crossed the finish line today, signaling CSC's win and probably also telegraphing the fact that he knew that he would be retaining the yellow jersey for yet another day. Well, you'll recall from the interview earlier that Bob Stapleton predicted that Gerald Sciolek might do fairly well in today's race, and in fact he did, crossing the finish line in second place. Third place went to Heinrich Hausler from Team Gerolsteiner. Now, there was a crash right there at the finish line, within probably the first few hundred yards before the finish line, and it did involve none other than George Hincapie. George seems to have a hard time staying on the bike at the Amgen Tour of California. We know that he is keying on those classic races coming up in the next few weeks. He did get back on his bike and he looked like he was okay, but George, you need to be careful when you're at the Amgen Tour of California. So at the end of today's stage, Fabian Cancellara is still in the Golden Leaders jersey. He's followed closely by Tyler Farah from Team Slipstream Chipotle. He's just two seconds back. Third place is Bradley Wiggins. He's four seconds back. In fourth is Levi Leipheimer, six seconds back. And seven seconds back in fifth place is David Miller. Not surprisingly, Jackson Stewart is wearing the King of the Mountain jersey as we head into Stage 2 tomorrow because he won the only King of the Mountains points today on that Category 3 climb. He also won the jersey that's given out from the media for being the most aggressive rider of the day. And sitting as the best young rider is Gerald Ciolek from Team High Road. Now, while the men were on their opening circuits their neutral circuits in Sausalito. There was another cycling race going on on those finishing circuits in Santa Rosa, and this was a women's professional criterium race, today won by Brooke Miller. It is, well, it's refreshing to see that women's professional cycling is becoming a part of the Amgen Tour of California, and there is some talk that this Women's racing as part of the Amgen Tour could be expanded in the years to come. Well, here's today's race winner, Brooke Miller from Team Tibco, talking about what it was like to be racing as part of the Amgen Tour of California today. It was a, just a fantastic venue. It was so exciting to be out there. The crowds were great. Um, it was a great course, a great race, and a fantastic field. And having a field of 100 or so of some of the top riders in North America and abroad um, is really a, a great way to start out the season. And this was a real big win for Team Tibco. And uh, coming into this, uh, we had been very much looking forward to being able to race as a new team. Um, we have a new roster this year. And uh, it was a thrilling opportunity to be able to show how exciting women's racing is. And I hope that uh, the crowds saw that today. And speaking of exciting, there's no doubt that Jackson Stewart's ride today was exciting. But the question was, Jackson, was this part of the team plan today? Where did this come from? Um, yeah, I don't think uh, I don't think it exactly went to plan. I mean, our plan was definitely to to be in the moves and to be in the race. Um, but I don't think we planned on me going alone. But uh, it just worked out that way and. And then we just set our sights on the KOM jersey, and uh, that worked out too. And finally, the press had the opportunity to ask J.J. Hayato, today's stage winner, what it was like to be let out by Fabian Consolara. And you know, J.J.'s a very gracious guy, and he gave it up for the entire team in his answer. Yeah, actually, the whole team was pretty much involved. The last lap, uh, 
I've been in the front from the second lap, like from almost the first lap, uh, always close to my team. And the last lap, I think uh, Jason took the, the front, then a little bit did um, Carson, which he was working all day long to catch up this guy over here. And then uh, I think Bobby did a little bit, and then a, a little bit of a quick step did a little bit in the end. And Fabian came in in really good position. I tried to keep him a little bit patient because he has a lot of power in the legs, so you got to tell that guy to hold on because it's too long for me. So I tried to keep him calm, and I think he did a really good job for me. So once again, congratulations to J.J. Hayato, today's stage winner, and to the guy who did a really great job for him, Fabian Cancellara, who continues to wear the golden jersey as the leader of the 2008 Amgen Tour of California. Well, speaking of the Golden Jersey and a longtime leader of this race, we also had a chance to talk to Levi Leipheimer today to get a few of his opinions about the race and about some of the things that are going on with him and his team, Astana. So here are a couple of clips from that press conference that I think lay out pretty clearly what Levi's position and what Astana's positions are about the ASO deciding so far to ban Team Astana from the 2008 Tour de France. I just think that, you know, there's, they don't have a, a big reason why this year's Astana cannot go to the Tour. I mean, we've done everything that the Tour has asked us to. We, have, we spend the most money on anti-doping in the entire peloton with uh, Dr. Damsgaard. You know, I've, I've been tested four or five times this year, including the UCI. So uh, we're, we're trying to prove to the world that, um, you know, we're, we're operating fairly and we just want to race our bikes. It's the, the number one problem that faces our sport is that the riders and the teams are not unified. And there's really no good reason why. I mean, pe- some people have said that, well, there's so many nationalities and whatever. That's, that, in my mind, that doesn't hold water. I think that somebody needs to step up, form a company, create a contract for all the riders to sign and stand firm. And it's going to take, it's going to take, uh, you know, it's going to take some courage, but I mean, we're getting, we're, we're having our rights taken away to the point where it's getting ridiculous. I think everybody's for testing. Everybody's for, uh, ridding the sport of doping. There's nobody, nobody wants that obviously. And, and we're, we're willing to, be woken up in, in the morning at 7 a.m. You know, guys this morning were woken up at 6.30 a.m., told to get naked and, and then provide samples. And they do it because that's what it's going to take. But we need to stand together and provide security for the riders and security for our sponsors that we can get into the Tour de France. I mean, Astana has invested millions of euros into the sport and the tour says, you know, no, thank you, go away, go back home. And it's just not right because um, it's not like we have so that many sponsors knocking on the door. Well, I think Levi provides us with a lot of insight, not only into his frustrations about being banned so far from the Tour de France, but also into the life of a professional cyclist. Notice there that he's also mirroring some of those things that we heard from Michael Ball in his press press conference over the weekend. And like him or hate him, it seems like a lot of the riders uh, are signing on to this idea of a rider or a team union so that 
there can be more unified standards and protections for the riders and for the teams. Well, finally, Levi was asked if it was different coming into today's stage one, not wearing the golden leaders Jersey. And here's what he had to say about that. It was a little more relaxed. Yeah. I didn't have to, uh, be on the front at all moments. And, um, you know, we weren't worried about controlling the race. We were definitely much more relaxed today. Um, you know, I still got to, to see the crowd and it was great to get on the podium again. And, and, um, it was a nice gesture from, from the organizers to let me do that. And, uh, it's just awesome to see the amount of people come out and support the race and cycling around here is, is thriving. Well, we'll see how Levi and his team Astana teammates feel tomorrow as they enter stage two. They'll be riding from Santa Rosa to Sacramento, where I'm betting the governator himself, Arnold Schwarzenegger, will make yet another podium appearance as he's done the last couple of years. But before we get to the preview of tomorrow's stage two, I do have one more interview to share with you. This is with Ken Conley. He's a professional photographer in the pro peloton, and he gave us our observations of today's action. Well, I'm talking to Ken Conley, and Ken is a professional photographer. You've probably seen his work in Velo News and Road Bike Action and, and all over the place. And Ken had the opportunity to be both at the start in Sausalito today and also at the finish line in Santa Rosa. Ken, how's it going today? But you've had sort of a, a long day today, haven't you? <laughs> it's a long day, but uh, a day like today is a lot easier than, say, a prologue where you're shooting you know riders coming by every minute for several hours straight so i actually kind of like a a day like this for a breather right there's a lot of time on the road moments of boredom or long-term boredom uh punctuated by moments of sheer terror right (laughs) right well the it's uh shooting the sprint finish is it's it's a whole different art it's not something you know i shoot a lot of local races and there's a lot of things you can practice and get good at at a local race but a sprint finish i just can't explain you know the the sheer wonder and terror of riders coming at you at 50 miles an hour as you know you're panicking because you don't want to move off your line and anger another photographer who has a camera lens aimed over your shoulder and you know you're just hoping that you pick the right person who wins so thankfully for us it was pretty easy Fabian Conchalara i think raised his arms with over 100 meters to go so it was pretty easy to spot JJ screaming down. I mean, uh, it doesn't get much easier to shoot a sprint finish than that. Yeah, that's great. You know, last year I remember watching a lot of the photographers. I, I was sort of a punter out there. You know, I had my media badge and I had my camera, but I wasn't getting anywhere near you professionals because uh, there's a definite pecking order there and you better know the rules if you don't get out of the way, right? <laughs> yeah, it's not really a pecking order as much as uh, there's, there's, yeah, there. There's unwritten rules, and uh, people want to make sure that you know the rules because, I mean, yesterday there was a volunteer who came up and bumped another photographer's camera on purpose when uh, Fabian Conchalara came by. You know, and that cost that guy his payday that day just because the volunteer was getting mad, you know, getting mad about how things were arranged on the course. So uh, I think from there, you know, I can understand the perspective of my fellow photographers. They just want to make sure that, you know, give you a quick glance to let you know where the lines are. But in the end, everyone's really just a nice person. So <laughs> once you understand what's going on, uh, it, you know, everything is kind of more of a kind gruffness. Right, exactly. Well, you know, before we get into the, the end of the men's race today, I wanted to talk a little bit about something that's 
new for the Amgen Tour of California and something that you had the opportunity to just sort of catch the tag end of as we were talking offline about the fact that you had to really jam up to Santa, Santa Rosa from Sausalito. And we all know it's not so easy to get out of Sausalito, especially uh, when the racers are going out. But you had the opportunity to see uh, at least the podiums of the women's race, the women's criterium that took place up in Santa Rosa. What was the feeling among the crowd? What sort of a crowd was there for the women's race, first of all? Well, the, the nice thing about, um, you know, holding a race on a day like this is people are out here all day. Um, you know, there's just, you know, I showed up here, you know, just at the end of it, but even walking around, there's just so many people here. So the, um, there's just a, a natural audience to host an event like this. And, of course, you know, having top women like Brooke Miller uh, win a day like this, you know, it just kind of reminds people that, you know, there there is more to this sport and that uh, there's more room on the podium to share. Sure. So so I'm guessing that there were some, some hardcore cycling fans that were there in the audience watching the women race, a lot of whom probably aren't used to watching women's races. What sort of reaction did you see? What sort of a vibe was there among the crowd? Um, I don't know how the, you know, quite judge it. I mean, it's a good vibe. You know, the the, the nice thing about the Tour of California, and you see this uh, from all the European riders to race here, is that fans here, you know, are just universally supportive. And, uh, you know, we, you know, California loves cycling, uh, you know, as a recreation and as a competitive sport. And we just, you know, everything that, you know, every sign that we can get that shows the sport more competitive and broader and bigger and more accessible is a big win for us. And I think that's kind of the, the heart of the Tour of California fandom. Wow, that, that's fantastic. Well, let's talk a little bit about the men's race, if you don't mind. And, you know, last year, as, as you well know, and I've, I've seen the photos on your website, uh, and, and I was right there just as you were, right when that crash happened, right in those, those finishing circuits. Uh, was there a little bit of a tenseness in the air as they came around and, and did those finishing circuits, remembering what happened last year? I and a lot of people mentioned the crash. Um, from my perspective, I, I had a feeling that there's just no possible way it was going to happen. <laughs> you know, I imagine every you know team sat down and said, you know, for those of you who weren't there last year, <laughs> you know, uh, this is what a bot dot is. You know, I've done the early bird criterium practice races for cyclists out here, and one of the first things they do is they ride you back forth, back and forth over the bot dots to make sure that you uh, learn that they aren't going to crash you as long as you know they're there. So I have a feeling that the pro riders were more aware of the hazards of the finish. So I will say, and there was a crash. I didn't see it, but Hincapie went down, um, and I don't really know yet exactly what happened there, but he apparently went down on the backside of the the closing circuits. Yes. So I, not all is safe. Yeah, I saw that. Somebody, one of my, my friends on Twitter uh, sent me a message saying, it, it seems like Hincapie just can't stay on his bike. Um, <laughs> what? Yeah, this is not, the Tour of California is not as nice to him. I guess he's an East Coast person. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, if he wants to do the classics this year, he better be careful. So w- let's exactly. talk about, again about the crowd. Uh, this is hometown area for Levi Leipheimer. Was this a Leipheimer crowd, or was this a crowd that was really just into the spectacle of the sport? Well, I'm amazed. I mean, just last, um, I think, Saturday, you know, 
or I guess Thursday, Levi had mentioned that there was going to be this website coming out that would allow fans to kind of participate and show their support for, you know, him and Astana riding in the Tour de France. And now it's like, you know, now that, <laughs> from that to seeing just people with, let, you know, Levi and 08 stickers everywhere, whether it be, you know, even staff have it affixed to their windshields and presenters. And um, there's just, you know, a, a, you know, support across the entire fan base uh, for having Levi ride. And obviously it's even bigger in Santa Rosa. But like I said, it doesn't it didn't matter if it was in Palo Alto or in Santa Rosa. The, the, the campaign has just immediately accelerated, uh, you know, at full force and is out there. And of course, that website you're talking about is LetLeviRide.com. That's the one where, because the Tour of France, Tour Tour de France is not allowing Levi to and Astana to ride, there is a groundswell of grassroots support uh, trying to convince ASO to let Astana into the race. And we'll see what happens with that. What What about the fact that JJ Hayato won today? Now he won here two years ago. Uh, did it seem like there was a memory among the crowd for JJ Hayato? And we're, well, I think those of us who've watched the Tour of California are familiar to seeing him cross the finish line here. The Tour of California really suits his style, and and having having Kachala do your lead out for you, uh, I guess, you know, you can't really mess that one up too much, can you? <laughs> yeah, not bad when you get a guy like that to lead you out. That's fantastic. Well, listen, Ken, I've really appreciated talking to you. I, I know that you're going to be on the... Uh, the tour of California all week. We hope that we'll get a chance to talk to you again later in the week, but let people know where they can find you on the web and see some of your really fantastic cycling photos. Well, if you go to kwc.org slash cycling, uh, I'll do be, I'll be doing daily blog posts there that will include my photos and links to photo galleries that you can check out and kind of make it easy to pass the photos around so that you know, everyone out there can kind of really engage in the tour of California because it's just a wonderful event and there's so much pride I had in seeing it start and you know in Palo Alto right near where I live it's just a great event so uh hope everyone else out there enjoys it too great Ken we appreciate talking to you today very much we hope to talk to you later in the week all right take care all right well that's Ken Conley and again you can find his work at www.kwc.org Well, before we head out of here tonight, let's talk about what's going to be happening tomorrow. Tomorrow's Stage 2 takes us, again, from Santa Rosa to Sacramento. It's 116 miles, 187 kilometers. There is one Category 2 climb fairly close to the start of the race at Trinity Grade. Then there's a Category 4 climb right smack dab in the middle of the race, followed by two intermediate sprints and then the final time bonus sprint at the finish in Sacramento, California. We'll be with you tomorrow to bring you all of the details and background to the 2008 Amgen Tour of California Stage 2. It should be yet one more exciting day of racing. We're looking forward to bringing it to you right here on the Daily Tour podcast. We hope to talk to you again tomorrow. That's it for today's episode of the Daily Tour podcast. If you'd like to comment on the show, please send an email to thefredcast at gmail.com. That's thefredcast at gmail.com. Or send a voicemail to area code 435-258-6373. That's 435-258-6FRED. 
Please check out our website at www.thefredcast.com for more information on this year's Amgen Tour of California. I'll see you all again tomorrow for another episode of the Daily Tour Podcast brought to you by the Fredcast Cycling Podcast and Fredcast Tours. Thanks for listening.